time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. So Wednesday, we've got Paul Matthews in the studio, as usual, to take us through some Korean literature. How are you holding up, Paul? Oh, uh, well, I'm all right. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a weird old week. Yes. Um, filled with sadness and anger, and ah. more sadness and anger. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, we'll get through this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while, I, I think, think so. for the whole country to sort of... process everything that's been going on. Absolutely. And uh, we've just heard some more like worrisome news. Paul updated me on the missiles that have been flying over into the EC. Not just one, but no, three. No, it's three it's been reported now. Goodness um, gracious. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it feels like North Korea, please read the room. Yes. This is not the time to start provoking South Korea. We're, we're, we're dealing with a national tragedy. Absolutely. And that's just yeah another worry that we do not need at this moment. of time uh we do have the hashtag today paul which a few of our listeners are finding a bit tricky uh rao not really understanding the concept from argentina i believe about bartering maybe that's kind of an old-fashioned word i suppose which is why if you're a non-native english speaker it might be even more tricky in korean what does that bring to mind for you it brings to mind another word that perhaps will help people understand okay better swapsies swapsies oh yes when i was young I used to do that with football stickers, Premier League football stickers. Yeah, a lot of kids of our generation uh, mm-hmm. were into these stickers. And you yeah. had them, there were, there were football ones, yeah. but also you had them for certain movies oh. or cartoon series and so on. Really, any memorable swapsies for you? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I had an Ian Rush that people wanted. Oh, wow. He was a big one in Liverpool yeah. in the early 90s. Exactly. So I, I think <laughs> this, was the, this was the 80s uh-huh. I was doing swapsies. So I swapped him for I don't know what. Because I wasn't interested in football, but sure. everyone had these cards. So it's like, well, I need some cards for myself. Yeah. The swapsies I used to enjoy the most was for marbles. Oh, yeah. We barter for marbles. Rao was saying that. What were some of the valuable marbles? Because nowadays, I, I guess if I told my kids, you know we used to swap marbles they'll be like why on earth did you do that they're all the same no they weren't all the same they all looked different <laughs> you had the cat size you had the the ones that like it was an oil slip sort of yes. those that shimmering mm. beautiful black gold uh, those are my favorites you used to have some big ones oh, as yeah. well right i can't remember they must have had a nickname back in the past but there were the big ones that looked almost like gobstoppers yeah those were valuable as oh, well oh yeah but you had to be careful because there were tricky kids out there yeah and they were trying to barter with you but they would <laughs> They would sort of say, oh, no, no, this one's not very good at all. You don't want that one. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you just give it to me and I'll give you I'll give you this. They would turn out to be the best business people, I think, in life. But tricky little customers. You know, these days, it's Pokemon cards for my son in yes. his school. And actually, you know, there's such craze around them. Some of them can fetch 
like a hundred thousand won, like about a hundred dollars in some cases. Don't waste your money, kids. Yeah, so they don't pay for it, but they do swapsies, and there are some kids who know the real value. Yeah. And again, they'll say, "Oh, that's worthless. You have this shiny one. This one's really good." Mm. And then they'll go and make a buck. Yeah, I don't like that. I, 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 I like swapsies or bartering when it's about helping each other. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's what it should come down to. Uh, you know, otherwise it's just capitalism in another form. Absolutely. So that's why I've got these tissues. I know you still. Got a cold, so I'll give you one of these. I'll take that heavy phone off your hands, right? Win win, win win. I'm trying to exercise with the phone as a weight. You need a tissue, yeah. a tissue. We a all tissue. fall down. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll we'll have a chat in the song break. Okay. All right. We'll see about that. That's not been confirmed yet for our bartering hashtag, Mumu Kyohan. Uh, and yeah, Tigerish, you're right to point out that haggling. It's also kind of an old-fashioned word, I suppose, in some ways, but it is different to bartering. Yeah, like. haggling is when is when I used to go to Tongdaman sometimes to the clothing markets, uh-huh. and you try to buy T-shirts, and yeah. if you bought three, mm. you'd be like, "Can I have this for you know? Give me a give me a little discount here." Yes, thousand one off, two thousand one off. A bit of haggling, isn't it? Uh, today's story, uh, we're going sci-fi. We do this on a fairly regular basis. No, I'm, we don't. Well, maybe like once a month or two. No, we once don't. Every two, three Just months. recently. We Had, we've had a little more sci-fi. All right, well, there's I, not a lot of sci-fi translated into English. I like, and it. I know you like sci-fi, yeah. but don't misrepresent this program. All right, I'm sorry, I apologise. But today yeah. is sci-fi. We do. We are celebrating uh, the start of November with some sci-fi. Um, and I think we need something a little bit light, mm. a little bit fluffy this week. So hopefully, this will work for everyone. It's okay. all about a fictional Korean space force. Mm. It's called Launch Something with an exclamation mark at the end. Uh, the Korean title is Bingle Bingle Uju Gun. Are we not spoiling it this time by looking at the Korean title? You can title look at the Korean title this time. Okay. Would you, would you like bingle, to translate bingle that? Bingle Bingle is like when you're kind of going round and round, getting yeah. a bit dizzy. Uju being space and Kun maybe saying this is a space force or something like that? Yeah. Okay. For me, I, I imagine it to the tune of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> bingle Bingle Uju Gun. The space force. Then something ominous happens, yes. I can imagine. Okay. And, and it's written by Bei Myung. Hoon, translated by Stella Kim. Uh, yes, and the Space Force are not the most organised bunch. Okay. They're a little bit kooky, a little bit odd, but they're here to save the planet if they can. Okie dokie, that sounds fun. Uh, isn't the thing on the flicks with Steve Carell called Space Force? Uh, yes, but the author in his notes says he came up with the idea before Donald Trump started talking about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that so, specified in the book? In the author's note at the end, yes. Interesting. I haven't seen that Steve Carell thing either, but that looks fun. Uh, unlinked to this, not linked in any way, I believe. Uh, pe Myung-hoon, we're hearing from them for the first time? The second time. Second time. This is the second time. Last year we featured uh, Sung Liu's translation of Tower. Oh, that was uh, also sci-fi. Yes, okay. yes. So that was about this this massive tower block filled with floor upon floor of residents. Mm-hmm. Um, you needed a map to navigate it. Yes. Um, and he's a he's a big hitter in the uh, the world of literature here in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well known for his sci-fi. He was born in Busan in 1978. He studied at SNU and made his debut as a writer with a short story in 2005. And then sort of started writing and writing science fiction. Tower was his first full-length book in 2009. And now 
uh, over a decade later, he's published over a dozen books. So it's something like 10 novels, 50 wow. short stories and novellas, lots of essays. Um, people respect him as one of Korea's finest science fiction writers. Uh, so it's really good to have another translation from him. OK, a y and Stella Kim, the name does ring a bell, I think. It's been a long while since we featured her. We featured her back in December <clears throat> 2020 okay. uh, with a translation of a short story by Gu Byung-mo. But it's great to have her back with this full-length translation. Uh, she actually started off studying interpretation at the mm. Hanguk University of Foreign Studies. And then uh, she won a couple of translator awards uh, six, seven years ago. And she works as a freelance translator and interpreter. And it's great to see her translating Bei Myung-hun's novel. This one is a, a full novel, right? So it'll take you a little while to, to get through it's it. Like, on my e-reader, it said 383 pages. Okie dokie. So we're going to start at the very beginning? Yes, I thought we should. Let's take it away. There cannot be two suns in the sky, but there were two suns in the sky that summer. One of them was shaped like Pac-Man. As there were too many people who had no idea what Pac-Man was, the government and the media outlets often used the analogy of a pizza pie. A whole pizza with a slice missing, a circle with a missing wedge, But since no pizza glowed with soft yellow light, many people still preferred to allude to the old arcade game character Pac-Man. The yellow circle with a piece cut out for a mouth that went around chomping and gobbling up yellow dots. In the government organizations and policy-making groups in which people in their 50s were considered young, Pac-Man was a better metaphor for the second son than a pizza. In any event, it seemed unnecessary to choose one analogy over the other, as both the sales of a remake of the Pac-Man game and pizza consumption grew all throughout the summer. The problem was not whether it was Pac-Man or pizza. The more significant issue was that this second sun snatched an extremely tiny portion of the original sun's rays that scattered into the universe and reflected it to Earth. There were probably many more problems resulting from the second sun, but one of them was this. On October 23rd, when people would typically be wearing long sleeves in nippy weather, the temperature in Seoul reached a high of 32 degrees Celsius. On top of that, the second sun was growing bigger. The summer was going to be even longer than usual. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 88.1 in Seogipu City, 101.9 in the Daejeong area. A nice kind of spacey track that we heard from Jin there was The Astronaut. Uh, what an interesting opening gambit to this story with the Pac-Man in the sky. And do you know what I took away most from that is that, you know, human beings were kind of like sheep. 
we just see something looks like Pac-Man, looks like pizza, and then we go out and buy it. Yeah, and that, that's it. Like that's how I think marketing works in a way. We just get exposed to things, and then we're like, "Oh yeah, I'll have one of those, please. Thank you very much." Yeah, I know that there's been some talk about uh, pizza pies uh-huh. and the use of the term pizza pies on the oh. chat. Oh. I want to say, if you know the song, you know that it's a correct terminology. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Is that actually like Italian originally, pizza pie? I wonder. Uh, Pie is is, is the name for a pizza. It doesn't mean a pie pie, it means a pizza pie. Oh, really? Yeah. Pie is the name for pizza as well. Well, no, it's called a pizza pie. And some people say it, pie. Mm. Really? You 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 want a slice of the pie? Oh, and they're talking about pizza. Yeah, not rather pie. Rather than pie. Because you can have a slice of pie as well. Oh, yeah, I, I would say definitely. Though I, I would say that, that that's more for the uh, the sweet pies. Mm. A savoury pie, you can have a slice of the pastry and then you have to scoop out that filling. Yeah, because it all kind of exudes out and then you'll get nothing <sighs> left in your slice but pastry and some sauce. It's a bit soggy, isn't it? Well, no, you put the pastry slightly off to the side because uh-huh. you want to keep the crispness of the pastry. Yeah. And then you want to have some kind of blockage. What I like to do is I would normally have the steamed vegetables. Oh. So you make a little wall with the steamed carrots Keep and the beans, inside. the green beans, to, uh, and the potatoes on the other side, because uh-huh. I'm assuming you're going to have some sort of uh, carbohydrate it's there as too well. Too much carbs with pies yeah. and potatoes. If, if necessary, I will put the pastry onto a separate plate <gasps> if it is in danger of getting too soggy. Really? Yeah. Are you not about the soggy pastry whatsoever? I like a little bit of sog. Okay. But you you, you also want, because I'm, I'm thinking puff pastry, not short crust. Okay. I want the puff. And if there's no puff, I was thinking it's tough. short crust. And short crust is not so, like, crunchy and stuff like Short crust is a very boring pie (laughs) topping. It's great for an apple pie. It's what I grew up with in the UK. Apple pie, Mm. a short crust apple pie is very nice. But if you're having a a meat pie or a chicken pie, a rabbit pie... You want the puff. You want the puff. Has this story got a lot to do with pies? Nothing at all. (laughs) Okay, let's get on to some messages then. Uh, We've got Miss Braddock saying, this reminds me of the movie when Kirsten Dunn was in it. It was a thriller. I've got to search for the name. I have no idea what you're talking about. Was it Melancholia? Is that a Kristen Dunst film? I think it was directed by Lars von Trier. It was about the uh, two worlds coming together. Oh, I've, I've not heard Identical that. Identical Earths. I could be wrong. Okay, could if be it very is, wrong. let us know. Have you seen that? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Tigris Eeyore saying, who doesn't know Pac-Man? Well, this is set in the future. So youngsters. Mm. They said, it, you know, the meetings where people in their 50s were considered young, yeah. they were familiar with the term Pac-Man. So we're, this is not 2022. This mm. is a little bit in the future. Okay, yeah. And that often happens, right? Some marketing firms, if they have the older generation, they can be a little out of touch. Oh, it might be targeted at like people of that age bracket, I suppose, to give them some nostalgia and whatnot. Yes. And Tropic Girl saying, what an entertaining first read. Love the imagery. People in their 50s considered young. I hope so, because I'm <laughs> in my mid-40s. Great description for Pac-Man character chomping in golden yellow dots. Yup. Can't get any better than that. It's still pretty popular. Even among my kids, they will find it entertaining. Not forever, obviously, but for a good 20 or 30 minutes. Classic arcade game. Uh, it seems like, you know, we're a bit jovial in referring to this thing in the sky as a pizza pie or Pac-Man. But it sounds quite dangerous. It's like accelerating global warming, no? Well, a little bit. Okay. They're not really sure what it's there for or what it's doing. They don't know what it is. No, not okay. exactly. And the president of Korea has demanded that Korea's space force 
does something. Okay. Launch something. <laughs> okay. To show they've got some kind of skill or power and do it before other nations. Uh-huh. The thing is, Space Force has never actually launched anything at all. Oh, dear. So they don't have a lot of funding. They don't have a lot of time. They've got to do something. They've got to launch something. Just because of political pressure here. Yes. So we've got this ragtag bunch of Space Force members. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the Army or the Air Force. It's captains and majors and okay. sergeants and so on. Uh, and they're all under the direction of Gu Yerim. Uh-huh. And somehow they manage to get a rocket up. Um, they do launch something. Yeah. It's not going to do anything to this Pac-Man son, okay. but they have actually launched something. They've done what they were told to do. Exactly. And, and as, we, as we see this and as we go through the story, we get to know the team little by little and we see their friendships and their conversations. For example, there's uh, Han Su-min, mm-hmm. um, who's the sole pilot of the Korea Space Force, and her nickname is Handsome Man. Okay. Uh, they have these great little cute names. Right. Major Park Su Jin, mm-hmm. who works in the internal review department. Yep. Uh, she's called Chu Jeans. Okay. <laughs> and Kim Ung Young, who is a planetary official for the Planet Management Corps. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are more characters here, but these are the three sort of standouts, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three of them get caught in this really bizarre situation. Han uh-huh. uh, Min is playing basketball with other members. They're having a sort of, you know, uh, some game time. sort of. Okay. Not, 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 not anything official. Okay. But there's some rivalry. Mm-hmm. And one captain keeps on trying to block her and guard her. Because oh. she's really good. She's scoring three pointers. Not okay. just one in a game, like wow. six in a game. <gasps> and he starts muttering at her, you know, smack talking okay. her. But then he says something about there being a defector from Mars. From Mars? Yeah, there's a colony on Mars. Oh. Uh, And this basketball game starts to turn into an information exchange. (gasps) And then she has to talk to Major Park Su-jin and to Kim Eun-kyung, and they're in touch with Gu Ye-rim, the big boss. During this basketball game? Yeah, and it turns into the brokering of a deal to get a defector from the rebellion on Mars to come to Earth and give information, give testimony. Interesting. Yeah, and it all relies on her, Sumin, playing in a certain way. Okay. Like, if she does something, that means the deal's on. If she does something else, the deal's off. The kind of signs. Yeah, exactly. Then we've got a pop star cadet. His name is Ashti, mm-hmm. who's doing his military service. He's actually a big fan of Hansamin. Oh. Uh, likes her. She's actually a big fan of him. Okay. Um, and he dazzles the Space Force. When they have uh, the Space Force Festival and he performs, he mm. does this amazing rifle twirl dance thing. Okay. Uh, and then there's a possible spy, Mole, that they have to find. Oh. And everything seems to start to connect to what's going on on Mars. Mm. This rebellion. Uh, plus, Ngyang is starting to have hallucinations of a teddy bear, a giant teddy bear that is really causing her stress. What is going on? And Park Su-jin talks to her and goes to her apartment, mm. and it turns out she also has a real giant teddy bear living in her apartment that was sent to her by an old boyfriend many years ago. What does that have to do with the hallucinations and everything? Let's get to our second reading. The person who gave that to you, what was he thinking sending that thing? He must not have thought about the value of real estate that it would take up. Young's eyes became wistful. She said, it must have been a mistake. I think he was thinking about sending a smaller teddy bear that is still oversized, like as tall as the bookcase when sitting down or something. It was custom made, right? Maybe they miscalculated the size. Probably. I guess he ordered a bigger one than the regular one so that it would look substantial even when sitting down. 
Although, he made a calculation error. Probably because he lives on Mars. What do you mean? Sujin asked. The ceilings are higher on Mars, Ungang answered. Since gravity is much weaker on Mars, if you jump wrong, your head can hit the ceiling. So after two years of living on Mars, he probably forgot how high ceilings are on Earth. Looking at Ungang, Sujin calmly asked, By two years, you mean Earth time? Yeah, a little over two years. Two years and two months or so. Meaning not one year on Mars or two years on Earth, but 780 days of Mars and Earth's conjunction period. Right. So, two years after he left for Mars, the Earth and Mars grew close enough for him to return to Earth for the first time in 26 months. But instead of coming himself, he sent this. Ung Young answered with a flat voice. Will you not narrate this sad story in that official tone? Well, I don't want to tell it crying. When he left, he must have promised that he'll be away for one conjunction period and return immediately. Everyone who leaves for Mars says that, though none of them return. You probably didn't know whether to la laugh or cry when you got that. We were pretty much done by then. I don't know if he sent it to me to ask to wait for another 26 months or if it was a parting gift. He probably didn't know himself either, but regardless, I decided not to wait. You say that, but you did let it take up a bit too much of your real estate. Isn't it pretty much the same as letting another person live here? It's less awkward than living with a person. It doesn't use the bathroom and it doesn't snore. Sujin stared at the teddy bear without a word. Ung Young put a mug down on the floor and leaned back against the wall. After a long while, Sujin spoke first. Let's throw it out. Okay, Ung Young answered. Do you want to donate it somewhere? Let's just throw it out. Should we cut it up and get it out in pieces? Oh no, that's a bit... If it gets cut up, I don't want to see it. If not, the next time it appears as a hallucination, it might be all mangled up. At least now it's cute. Uh, I see your point. And I want to give it a nice send-off. When I think about it, Teddy didn't do anything bad to me. It only appears in my hallucinations to help me not see the person I don't want to see and not hear the things I don't want to hear. It's on my side. Maybe completely wrong, but I suspect this teddy bear is like a mole. No. With some spy devices you are inside. Right. When they cut it open, da da! No. No, okay. no, it's not. It's because it was given to her by a certain someone uh -huh. who's starting to make an appearance. Oh, but how does she know that? That's a bit kind of Twilight Zone y. Because he's the Mars Governor General, oh. the Vice Chairman of Space Force, and every time she has to talk to him, the teddy bear appears because he's her old boyfriend. Oh, so he, she is in contact with him through she work. She has to be through work. Wow. So this is, this is the issue. He's coming back to Earth. Oh. Finally. Stressing her out. Yeah, yes, exactly. And now it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. The US Space Force have finally fired missiles at the Pac-Man sun, and it's destroyed. Oh. It's all gone. Wow. Problem solved. That was good. And the three group, the, the, the three friends and the other friends, they mm -hmm. have a Christmas party, mm. have a good time, and once Christmas is over, they uh, they work together to pull the bear out of Ungun's apartment, and mm. it gets taken off on a truck, and they they all say bye bye to it, and she waves, <laughs> okay. and it's feeling like that's the end of that. But then Yi Chongno, Mars's governor general, comes back to Earth, mm. and everything changes. Mm. He crushed the rebellion on Mars. Wow! And the way that he does things is hard 
and harsh and much more militaristic. Oh dear. And he tries to show his power over Gu Yerim, over the big boss. Mm. Tries to dominate her, tries to do things his way, brings in his own equipment, forces Hansom in to train with it. But Gu manages to outwit him and prove that her ways are best. Oh. And then we learn more about what Yi Chong-no did on Mars. <gasps> about his murderous, brutal tastic, tactics in suppressing the rebellion <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and that he is n g u n g s old boyfriend. Uh. And we also follow Gu Ishii uncovers some dodgy goings-on with Yi Chong-no seemingly trying to hack into Space Force devices. Once Yi Chong-no was gone, the people have been waiting at the entryway to the Centre for Intensive Research on Information Strategy finally filed into the room. When Um Jong-hyun entered the room with Park Soo-jin, Gu Ye-min turned toward them and grumbled, We made a monster in Mars and brought him back home. I suppose I'd expected it somewhat. Go and find out exactly what it's done. It could be a matter of urgency. It took less than five minutes to find out what Yi Chong-no had done. Jong-hyun approached Gu Ye-min, who was sitting relaxed in the center of the room and briefed her on the information he'd received from the experts. It seems like he's changing the orbit of the asteroid. What? It seems that the Allied Space Force planned on permanently capturing the asteroid, and there are a number of devices installed on it that have not been disclosed to us. Yi Chong-no succeeded in hacking those devices from this facility just moments ago. As if she'd just thought of something, Park Soo-jin added, If my memory serves me correctly, Cosby and Waters served as advisors in the US Space Force. It's possible that they stole information related to the original project of capturing the asteroid, or they might have participated in the development stage and planted something there. So they hacked into a device installed on the asteroid and then activated it from here at our facility? Asked Gu Yimin. Jonghyun answered, uh, Yes, ma'am, it's been activated. We have to look into it more, but it seems that we cannot abort or reverse it. A frustrated silence filled the room. That's a problem. And you're saying that device seems to be a thruster? At Gu Yamin's question, Jonghyun, the intelligence officer who, according to rumors, had been parachuted into his position in the Space Force, answered with a hardened face, It seems that the command input into the device is related to the asteroid's orbit, very likely a propulsive device. In sum, General Yi Chong-no returned to Earth to change the asteroid's orbit. About 20 people in the room all closed their mouths simultaneously. A heavy silence fell over them. Numerous thoughts popped into people's heads at the same time, but they all boiled down to the same thing. The most disastrous situation imaginable when it comes to an asteroid orbiting Earth. Gu Yemin called to her aide-de-camp. Get me on the phone with the Allied Space Force Operations Command through the hotline now. Oh dear, this seems like a rather grave humanity-ending potential 
situation. Is this the end? This is a novel, so I'm assuming there's more. It's not the end. Okay. So what happens is yeah. the giant teddy bear... No, no, it's nothing to do with the giant teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm keeping the end a secret. Oh, I'm not going to tell you so what there happens. Is a, there is a big ending. There's a massive task on Space Force's hands. They must become the front line of humanity. <gasps> uh, and, yeah, you're going to have to buy the book if you want to find out the ending. It's really fun. It feels like this sort of loose connection of stories that all come together, mm. all sort of tie together at the end. Okay. Um, and the team are really cute. They've got their own quirks, their issues, the squabbles, the, um, <laughs> the nicknames. Uh, Park Kukyung, for example, his nickname is Park Cooking. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's really well translated. I don't know what the original Korean jokes were, mm. but Stella Kim has captured the humour of it really, really well. Oh, wow. And it seems like, even if you don't like the technical side, and the spacey side. There's a lot of relationships and fun banter going on between each character. Exactly. It's not hard sci-fi. It's more about the people and their relationships. Mm. Uh, what's really interesting is what uh, Bae Myung-hun has got planned next. Oh. Um, when he released this book in an interview, he said he's fallen in love with Gukak, with traditional Korean music. We've got he, the National Gukak Centre across the road. Maybe he's there. Uh, not a Perhaps. Um, <laughs> he, he saw Lee Jaram, uh-huh. who's sort of the big name in, in, in Pansori at the moment. Wow. And now he wants to write what he's calling sci-fi Pansori. Oh, as in like space singing or like telling a story in the way of Pansori? Maybe. I'm not sure what it's going to wow. be, whether he's going to take a Pansori tale and turn it into sci-fi, yeah. or whether he's going to write in the style of Pansori, or whether he's actually going to sing it. What? Um, not sure how it's going to turn out, but it's, it's fascinating to see him change his direction mm. to try something new. But it's also great that we've got a second book of his in English and more sci-fi Uh, from Korea in English because, no, we don't feature it every week or every Mm. month, Peter. It's only once in a while. Okay, I do love it, though. That was really a cool, quirky tale today. Lots of feedback on that, Sherry, saying, I hate it when I become the front line of humanity. Always gets in the way of my homemade dynamite classes. Yeah, it's always (laughs) a problem. Always a problem. Yeah, juggling, balancing act all the time. Uh, As ever, we have to pick out a winner for TalkToMeInKorean.com. Tatamaka. Uh, today, give us your suggestions in the song break. Whoever wants to win it, write up your name and I'll announce it in the closing. Paul, thank you for today's reading. Oh, thank you so much to everyone. Thanks, as always, to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for the help with the copyright permission for this broadcast. Thank you to Bae Myung-hoon for his brilliant novel and to Stella Kim for her excellent translation. Next week, I've got a freebie coming for you. You can find this online for free. It's a short story. It's called The Suit by Kim Young-ha, uh, translated by Sora Kim Russell. So if you want to read it, it'll only take you 20 minutes, half an hour, Ooh. and it's a really good, quite odd short story. Okay, check that out if you like for free online. Uh, Paul, have a good week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Wishing everyone a safe and peaceful week. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.